on this episode of Quantum Week, October 7th through 13th, 2001. Welcome to Quantum Week. I'm Matt. I'm Chris. Quantum Week is a show in which Chris and I leap into a random year, a uh, random week of a random year, talk about movies, music, headlines, stories, and we are continuing through October 2001 with Zoolander and Izzo, parentheses, Hova by Jay-Z. That's right. This is a Patreon show. It is a, it is a Patreon show. I, I, I so I, I want uh, this has nothing to do with anything. I guess a little bit of training, I guess, in a way. This just shows you, I guess, how I guess how privileged I am, or how privileged like our life is up here yeah. in New Hampshire. Yeah. So this morning, um, just uh, I'm ready to go to tennis. <laughs> there you go. Just, just start <laughs> right off. I guess that's true. Uh, and uh, I was um, just on the couch, just uh, playing my baseball simulator, like getting hang out with Laura and the dogs, getting ready to go. And uh, and we get a knock on our door. Okay. And it's the police. The po. And uh, yes, man. Very, very the po po. Very street of you. And uh, my first thought was, oh, is this about like the policeman's ball or something? Like, they, they, or do they want money? Like, for like, is this yeah. some sort of fundraising? Yeah, yeah. I never once for a second thought I was in trouble. No. So I opened the door and uh, I'm like, hey, can I help you? And she's like, uh, she asked me if I was a, a different name than my own. And it was the name of the, someone that had lived there previous to us. Oh, I see. The previous homeowners. Yeah. And I was like, uh, no, no, that's not me. And uh, she, oh, she was very nice. Uh, she's like, oh, I found his, we found his wallet. We were just looking to drop it off. I'm like, oh, it's very nice. So uh, we had his address and we gave it to, to the police officer. It was very nice. Oh, it's still local. So that they could, it's not like it was a, yeah, know, yeah, yeah. You moved, you moved right. a, like a town over. Right, right. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, but it was just funny. I went back inside. I was, I never once was I nervous about being in trouble. And, um, but like I probably like should have I should have I should have been more nervous than you. It was like they were giving me bad news or something. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe it was just the way she addressed it. Or she kind of like knocked on the on the window on the door and then like, even backed off of our of our porch. Obviously, it's pandemic time too. Sure. Yeah. But she was very non aggressive about it. So maybe that put me at ease. Yes. But, I, but like I probably should be more nervous. The policeman come. Maybe to my house, right? I mean. Uh, so my feelings of about law enforcement aside, like the the cops in New Hampshire are pretty nice. Like, oh, this this woman couldn't have been nice. Yeah, I mean that all of my interaction through Newmarket, through yeah. uh, Durham, um, you know, just around Manchester might be a little bit more. There might be some more aggressive folks, but pretty much all of my interactions with cops in New Hampshire have been like they they usually start really kind and non aggressive. So I, we're pretty lucky about about that here. Not the case if you're. But we should be like on edge more, but probably not, right? I guess I don't need to be. I mean, I don't, I don't think know. you should trust the popo. Oh, Jesus Christ! <laughs> so lame. <laughs> No, I don't know. I mean, if you if you've done nothing wrong, I mean, right? I guess I had I had zero right. <laughs> wrong. I guess. I mean, you know, I don't know. I think if anybody approaches you with compassion and kindness, then you can you can respond in but kind. Yeah, but yeah, but no, you don't know. That's true. I right, probably, I probably should have been more nervous, but I, I was just like, oh, hey, how you doing? I mean, when they're randomly walking <laughs> through my property without asking me, then I kind of my hackles get up a little bit, and I'm like, what the hell's going on? Sure, here? no, it's but, not. No, but if they come to your they door, door and they're yeah, 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 very polite that's and, and we're yeah. trying to do a nice thing, trying to drop someone's wallet off. But it was just it was just funny. I was just I wonder. I don't know. It was just I was. It's got to be a lot different. I was just thinking myself like, oh, after just watching Train Day, I was just like, huh, this is a probably a different experience than people in the train in training day in that universe uh experience yeah well i'm assuming your experience even in, but in new york would have been different too though if you yeah ever, uh, I, yeah i mean cops are, i remember one time i um so uh you have like a metro car and that's how you get in the subway right sure. and i swiped the car and it wasn't working um something was down it wasn't my car it was something to do with the turnstile so i jumped the turnstile and then i saw a police officer said uh excuse me sir i just want to let you know i just jumped the turnstile the the card wasn't wasn't working but that's why and him and his buddy like laughed in my face 
<laughs> like you're you're fine. <laughs> you don't need to do that. I'm like, all right, you know. But then again, you know, you know, like you hear stories about you know some black kid jumps to turnstile, and next thing you know, he's in handcuffs. So yeah, I think they saw a white guy in a suit jump a turnstile, and I guess didn't think Thought I was a threat. Okay. I don't yeah, know. I, I, I don't know. I, but uh, yeah. but no, maybe you're right. I guess yeah, right of the cops. I don't. I don't know. I I I don't know. I I I don't know. Like it's it, it was just it was just very telling. I was like, huh. I I really am in New Hampshire. I'm a white person in New Hampshire. Yeah. It, it is a different world. It is a different world. That was my uh, that was my my little my little Beaumont, my little story of the day for the. For What'd the, you call it at the beginning? Beaumont. My Beaumont. My little Beaumont. Uh, yeah, that's for, uh, like for a little morsel, a little story ah, of the day. I see. Uh, meanwhile, for tennis, though, I go to tennis and. Um, <laughs> The the courts uh, in the town I usually play at are taken. So then we we all my whole like there were four of us in my my group and then our instructor we all go to another court. They were all taken. I end up just going home. I didn't play tennis. Oh, that sucks because you also had a tough uh, go of it last week too, didn't? Were you yes. supposed to play and then just, you got canceled on the last minute? Oh yeah, two weeks ago. Yeah, two we weeks got canceled ago. on the last minute. Yeah, <sighs> that's so depressing. I know. I, I get annoyed with that one because you're all hyped up to go play the game and uh, and then yeah, that can't that, that would get her me lesson in. She got her. Yeah, because by the time that she went, it was, the courts were opening again. Very frustrating. That is frustrating. Um, what, Sorry. What, what, a, what a terrible, terrible life I lead. <laughs> Cops at your door. Cops at your door. Tennis. Oh, yeah, see the adventures I have. It's rough. Uh, yeah. yeah. So um, I remember. I, that's one. I just wanted to tell the give the people a little insight. Well, so. I got lost back in the woods uh, yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> I because there's I found some new paths and tracks and um like i could see on my phone where i was you know mm-hmm. relative to gotcha. towns and things but i got behind there's kind of a bigger lake i it, it's almost where where the the river opens up it looks like there's a big beaver dam there i took a picture of it and, and uh posted it a couple weeks ago actually when i found that spot but anyway there's all these trails back there that i've never been and i ended up so far away from home i popped out um like closer to downtown durham and had to walk back on the road and oh, it, oh yeah, I, it was yeah, like it was yeah. like a two-hour trip. Why didn't you just have Barbara come get you? I just felt bad because in your head you're like I'm not that far away, but then it took you know you got to go all the way up Mill Road, I think is what it is, and then back to Packers Falls. It, it takes it took it took some time. That's what I, mean. I, I started hustling. I once I was hiking with my dog Wakefield and uh, on Boudreaux Mountain. It's a very small mountain mm, yeah. in, in New Hampshire, and uh, we got lost. And uh, we ended up like popping out on some like logger road, like miles from my car. Yeah. And we had been walking for hours. My dog's not very big. He's only like 25 pounds. So he was exhausted. I'm sure. And uh, I was just like, I was like kind of, I was exhausted too. So I had my, I called my mom. I'm like, just come, just come get us. Like, <laughs> I'm not walking back to the Sit car. down. Yeah. Yeah. I was just like, oh, so, uh, so she, she came in and drove, but we were like, we were in a different town. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. It was like, we were fucked. Like yeah. we were completely right. We were like five, six miles from where we want to be. I think it was, I was probably about maybe two and a half, maybe three miles. Away. Oh, I would have. Yeah. I would have. Yeah. Heard. But you can kind of like, I started hoofing. I started going quicker. So I got back and, Maybe forty five minutes, or maybe a little bit less. You, wow. you can, you can, you, right? you can. No, I mean, but I mean, if you're running, banished everybody. <laughs> no, you don't know who that is. No, yeah. if you were to run, you could run. You know, eight minute miles. Who do you think Roger Banister was? A, a, a track star. Close, yeah, really he was. Yeah, what is he? The first, the Long man who ran the first four minute mile. Oh shit! Yeah, in England. Yeah, that's been broken since then. It's oh, yeah. crazy <laughs> how fast how it fast is. people can run. It is. It is. I yes. know someone who ran a sub five minute mile in high school, and I was wow. super impressed. Yeah, was like, Jesus Christ, that's, that's super fast. That's I've never approached. That. I think my fastest mile is somewhere is like low sixes or something. But it's pretty fast. I, yeah, I used to be pretty fast. Um, but more though. Well, I just don't train that way. Mm. Like I can go further distance. I would say. But anyway, I so I just kind of hoofed it back and went faster. But it's, it was I, I popped out and I was like, oh. Oops. Yeah, then, I know, yeah. You know. Um, uh, but shall we move to uh 
the actual topic of today's show. I'm getting to Zoolander. Sure. No, it's not trash. Don't say that. It's really close. I don't think it's that. It's really bad. I don't think it's that. It's not bad. trash. It's it's right up against it. I'm like a, I give I give it a C. Oh no no. I think it's better than no. Austin Powers and oh, no. some of the other comedy. You think Austin Powers is better? Oh yeah, really significantly. Yeah, this is um ah oh. this is like a D a D. You think it's that bad? Yeah. Well, I I mean I suppose between C and D we're not that far off. Pretty far. Are you recommending this? <sighs> really, this is a clear thumbs down for me. This movie's not good. Probably the the thing that really saves it for me is Owen Wilson. He's the he, he right. He is funnier. Like I, he's funny and he's he, much funnier than Ben Stiller in this. I hate to admit this actually, but I was moved by him. When oh the, come I, on, dude! They're ha- for some reason they're having this confrontation outside of his door. Remember, he, yeah, he's yeah, going yeah. to hide right. out, and he's like talking about how you know he the reason why he was so mean to to Zoolander is just because he was he's like intimidated. He's intimidated him. by yeah. him, and he the way that he delivers it is so good, and it just gave me flashbacks of Tenenbaums. And other, you know, in other movies that he's been in, I'm like, oh my God, I miss Owen Wilson. Well, I like get annoyed this. watching this because it's like, oh, these guys are both in Tenenbaums like the same year. It's, like, I, it's such a better movie. Jesus. Can so, I actually, so annoying. do you mind if I like tangent about Owen for a second? Sure. Um, listen, so not that these are all good movies or whatever, but he does, um, he does meet the parents. So Owen Wilson does meet the parents in October 2000. Owen Wilson does meet the parents. Yeah, he's in uh, meet the parents with Stiller in October 2007 or it must be a small part. It is a small part. But then he goes and does um, he does Zoolander this week. He does he does Tenenbaums the week after comes out and then the month after is behind is behind. Yes, is behind enemy enemy lines with Gene Hackman. Four movies in a year. Yeah, but me the parents didn't count. Yeah, uh, but that, still, that count. but he's so also writing. Movies, he, but he also wrote Tenenbaums. Yeah, well, yeah, but that when you write that earlier, that that's what, no, I know, but just think of that. Like, oh, I know it's a, it's a it's a it's a decent. He did three movies in two thousand. He did uh, these two movies. He did two, he did three movies in two thousand one. Mm-hmm. He just he was he was like he a was fucking working a animal. Back then. Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, it, eventually he got a pretty bad with drug addiction, right? Yeah, I, mean, yeah, he, he I think he was sounds like there was. He was like suicidal. Yeah, yeah. some dark stuff going on. I think it's he might bad. maybe worked himself too hard. I, I mean, so. you know, I think there was some. I think maybe he has some issues with the, with the fame stuff too. But no, he he's he's much funnier in as as Hansel than uh, Stiller is. Too. I, yeah. I, he's the best part of this movie. Yeah, I, I, you know, I don't know yet. Yeah. But even so, it's still like eh. it's it, it, the movie's not. Funny. So I have this movie. I'm gonna see where I have it. I want to see where I have it ranked. I have it right there with uh, it's right behind Pirates of the Caribbean and right ahead of Big Chill. So I have this two notches above Mystery Men. I have it the same same quality for me. Oh. Yeah, this movie's bad. I think it's a this bad is bad movie. I think this is significantly better than Mystery Men. But that one, I almost gave that trash. Like I might actually have called. I think I called that trash. Like I'm that- right up against it. I'm not going to call it trash because there are a couple of redeeming things. But um, it's re- I was really, really, really disappointed. I haven't been this disappointed because I've never seen it. Yeah. That's so right. you know, everyone talks about Zoolander. Oh, um, I mean, I don't think it's transcendent no, like, or whatever. No, I think it's hung around more than uh, other comedies of that of that time period. Certainly have. I like a lot of the other. Um, Brad Pack movies besides this one. I like a lot of them more than this one. Yeah, and a lot of them have lasted longer. I was shocked how little money it made. It only made forty million domestic. Yeah, not a lot. That's nothing. It's really kind of the beginning of that run, though, because then you had Stiller, Wilson with a few, and you had you know Wilson and Wilson, and so you, you had like all those yeah, kind of tangents. Stiller had been around a while. I mean, he, he had, but it hadn't really been that run of like the, about Marion, the buddy. Close. Yes, but it hadn't been that buddy comedy thing that happened know. in the early two thousands. 
I guess. I mean, well, you had Talladega Nights, you had Old School, you had Starsky and Hutch, you had Zoolander, yeah, you had like a bunch of those that happened all kind of around the same time, which was the run really for this for these for this group. Kind of, I guess. I, don't know. I mean, Stiller was active before that. He did TV, as you mentioned, and he and he had right. He he directed. Uh, what did he direct? Like Reality Bites. Or directed something. Reality Bites. Yeah. So yeah, he's directed a few movies. He's only actually he's only directed six movies, which shocked me. I actually <laughs> didn't know it was that many. I figured it would be less. Oh, he's done so more. many movies. So he so he starts off. He directs. Obviously, he does the Ben Stiller show. Yeah. Which this is what this should have been. This should have been a sketch in the Ben Stiller. Yeah, show. and it was originally right. Well, not no, Ben Stiller. It was, it was a VH1. sketch for VH1. Right. So, like they did like these short films. Him and him and Owen Wilson did these short films for their like model week for a couple of years, which is fine. In a quick five minute like SNL sketch or like a, um or the Ben Stiller show, which is a very funny show. Yep. Uh, it, it works. But if you, second year, I have to. I have a plot. It just completely drags it down. So you have uh, he directs. Uh, he does Ben Stiller show, which is great. Yep. Then he directs Reality Bites, which is a really good movie. He doesn't write it. He directs it. Yep. Then he does Cable Guy, uh, which he directed Cable Guy. Yeah, fuck. Um, which hmm. I think works more than it doesn't work. Uh, it definitely has some major problems. Some problems. It's not perfect by any means, but I think it's overall a good film. Yeah. Um, and then he does he does this. Yeah. And this sucks. This is not funny. It's I I didn't I don't know if I laughed like more than like twice maybe yeah I, I laughed a barely few times. laughed. Like, I like the scene where they're, um, where it's just so ridiculous where they're, you know, they're, uh, he's down and they're, uh, him and his, the buddies that he lives with are going on their little, um, wake me up before you go, go montage. Yeah, and then right. he gets into them like spraying gas in each other. And spraying gas each other. Yeah, Actually, that, that was kind of a was funny. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. It was, and then they die. Yeah. And it was like, die. all right. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was, that was fine. I think that that's one of the bits that have held on, but like him doing like was a boost deal over and over and over Not again. Good. It's like, all right, we, we get it. It's the same face. Like. I think, see, I figured I, I thought I would be more critical because I don't typically like his humor. I like his darker roles better than I like his comedic roles. I just don't think he's, he's just Well, not, the movie he does after this, though, is Tropic Thunder, which is hysterical. That's true. Yeah. And then the movie he does after that is um, Secret Life of Walter Mitty. Not which bad. I think it's a, a maybe a great film. Really? I like it more than most people do. Yeah. I understand that. I'm, I'm probably uh, one of the only people who say that. But I really do love that movie. It's a really good movie. Is that the one where he go he goes on um, like a big, basically a vision quest and he meets Sean Penn yeah. in like Antarctica? It's or a great. He directed. It's a great shot of him skateboarding down this like mountain. He, it's really good. Yeah. Um, it, it, there's there's some really I think there's some really interesting some really great visuals in the movie. Like yeah, I'm like yeah. oh this this guy is a really good, could be a really good director. And then, of course, after that, you know, he does uh, Zoolander 2. Like, yeah, right. 24 or 2016 or something. Yeah, he, he takes, a, I mean, he's only done six movies, so he takes, he doesn't, yeah. you know, he doesn't. As the, but then that like, doesn't two work. of those six movies are Zoolander. Well, plus it's, it's like, like 50 uh, at that time. That makes no sense. I that, that didn't. Yeah. All right. I also think I was watching this too. I'm like, this is kind of like watching a fucking relic. Like, it's almost like watching Abbott and Costello. Yeah. Like this comedy, especially the Will Ferrell stuff, just doesn't work. Will Ferrell does not work and, in this. And you're like, I'm starting to like, Watching Will Ferrell now is like watching like I said like Wall and Hardy. Like, why did we ever think this was funny? Like, he's not. Is he not funny? Like, no, I think he's funny. There's some. St- I think he's funny. I really still. I think Talladega like, Nights holds up. Anchorman is funny, right? Yeah, but I haven't seen it. Like, if I see this movie again, am I gonna like laugh at them? Anchorman didn't hit with me as much as Talladega Nights. Does. See, I liked Anchorman a lot more. You did, but yeah. Talladega Nights was, was funny. I thought it was funny. Yeah. Uh, and some of his SNL, I think his SNL stuff to me is overrated. He's that's not the kind of humor I love. I, I like. I think he's funny. He's funny. There's some things that are funny, but yeah. um, I, I people just, love like Elf. I'm, I'm not a big Elf. I guy. actually like Elf. It's, I think it's okay, but I'm not a big. And that's one I've seen in the last decade, so I can say that, that had probably still has held, held up. up. Held up. But um, same thing with Michael Myers, though. It's the same thing. Well, Mike Myers, another guy. Yeah, it's a yeah. relic. Like, yeah. What, yeah. What am I watching here? I guess maybe you just get. I think. 
maybe what happens is it just becomes too big and then, you know, overdone and then all your friends are quoting it and whatever. And it just, but you, you see, can't, you you get bored with it. Into, so I think the other thing that held Myers and Farrell back that like, so Bill Murray was so talented and we're going to talk about Bill Murray next week with Groundhog Day. That's right. But Bill Murray was so talented. He could do dramatic roles. Yeah. And I mean, I get to some level. So could Ackroyd. I know he's kind of fallen off, but he's nominated for an Oscar for driving Stacy. Like he's done. He can handle. He, he, he can, can handle always, it. He can always do that. Like Farrell and Myers. I know Myers did that Studio 54 movie and he wasn't bad. I mean, he's like in like pounds of makeup. So it's like, eh. Yeah. And I know he had that bit part in, uh, um, uh, oh, bastards. That's right. But like, whatever. Once again, pounds of makeup. Like, yeah. Like, but I don't think that Myers or Farrell can like really act, act. A uh, dramatic act. Uh, what well, like Farrell, they haven't done it. Farrell did. I well, guess it's did, still it comedy. Strange in fiction. I was just going to say, that, that was the one. It's, uh, it's still, a, it would still be classified as a comedy, but it's, it's, Definitely, it takes more chops. Like, right. uh, chops, yeah. I I like Will Ferrell. I think he's good. I don't any. I don't think I do. Like he's not. Like I don't know. If, I, I don't know if it holds up. Like I, I just I said it feels like it's watching something from like fifty years ago. He's not good in this. I don't like the character in this at all. In the Bugatti. Well, he has character. no like real. There's no real like no explanation of why he's like this. No. Like I know they do that little thing with with Christine Taylor at like when she's like in the Time Office building where she's talking to explain how it's a fake name. Yeah. But you don't really see that backstory. You don't really understand why he's behaving why he would have Why he would have done it because he felt shunned because he was kicked out of uh, Frankie Goes to Hollywood. Right. Like, is that, that's so you really become hard? this weird, like, it's I mean, it's strange. If, it's just, I know I get it's like, oh, it's so random stuff in there. This is a problem too. It's like so random. There's a lot of random stuff. Go Back ahead. in the first decade of the 2000s, just random was funny, I guess, to yeah, some people. Yeah. So like you just throw in a bunch of like non sequiturs and that made people laugh, which is, I mean, I swear to God, if you're younger, maybe you don't remember. Like that was well, a, that's People, a Sandler thing too. Like there's a lot of random stuff in his movies in the mid nineties. I don't know if it is as random. You don't think this so? Is, no, I don't think it goes to like, like I invented the piano tie and yeah. I was in Frankie was the hot. Like that's yeah, too random. That having random. a clown fall over a birthday party, get a brain aneurysm. Well, it's a birthday party. A clown should be. That's yeah, not should that be crazy. There. Yeah. But having to like do this crazy leaps, like random doesn't mean funny. Yeah. It's like one of the first things that UCB, like when I was there, like one of the first things they said, cause it was still in the height of randomness. It was like, guys, no random stuff. Random doesn't mean funny. Like just, you have to make connection with the nonsense. audience. They have to know what you're talking about. Yeah. They gotta, they have to get it. It's just, it's just nonsense. And, yeah. um, it's, there's a lot of nonsense here. There's a lot of, and, and, it, and I, I don't, I'm not going to like it's Zoolander. So I get it. It's a comedy. So I'm not going to break down the plot, but like, but when none of it makes sense, it's hard to care. I see that even like, um, uh, Christine Taylor's, uh, I don't know, part, secretary, partner, crime dude who was just kind of acting weird around her the entire time. I didn't get what that was all about. Is he hitting there on her, have been I guess? something lost in the cutting room for. That made no sense. Made no sense. I, I didn't get their, their connection there. You know, and this was hard because, so if you're having a comedy and you have no straight man, uh, in theory, because- Well, she is the straight man. That's the problem. Yeah. Right. So, the, but the lead character and the next guy down, I guess, Owen Wilson, been still the two most talented people in the movie. Yep. Neither one is being a straight man. No. So then the straight man role, which is a really challenging one to play, falls on Christine Taylor, who does not, who, Christine Taylor seems like a very nice woman. I think I like her as a human more than her acting. Sure. Uh, and she's pleasant to, on screen. She's a pretty woman and, she and she's, seems very personable and seems like a very nice human being. She does not have the chops to be a straight, the straight man to both Owen Wilson and no, that, like that's, a, that's a lot to ask. It is a lot to ask. And you can see it. So look at the role. I'm going to burp. Yeah, go ahead. <gasps> there it is. Yep. Um, so look at the role of, remember when John Voight's in the movie? 
Yep. Okay. So John Voight's being a straight man there, right? He's playing. I know he has that funny hair, but he's being. Yeah, he's the dad of uh, of Zoolander. Right. And they're in a bar. Yes. And he's but he's a regular person. He is a regular person. And he but this nonsense is kind of around him. Think of how much better those scenes work. Oh, uh, that makes sense. Then yeah. when Christine Taylor's there and she can't because it's a lot. I mean, John Voight's an Oscar winner. <laughs> he's, <laughs> yeah, a, like, he's a very talented actor. And yes. like. <laughs> Like he's gonna be able to like be a straight man because so, he's just so much more talented. Yes, and yeah. it's also he only need to bounce off of one, right? Because uh, Owen Wilson wasn't in those scenes. So you're asking Christine Taylor to do twice as much work yeah. with half as much talent. <laughs> it, it doesn't work. That's out. That's a lot. I, I wonder if they were dating in time because they did end up marrying. They were dating in time. Maybe so. That's... Like this whole this ending, kind of I know it probably shouldn't bother me, but like I feel like this whole movie was just like a, a you know a, a gift to his family and friends. Like you have his yeah, parents yeah, you're right, in you it. That's right. His dad's in a big role. A huge role for this. Yeah. And like, and he's not bad actually. He's fine. Morty's or uh, was fine, but he's being like, I mean, it's not, he's, it's just like, it's not that different than George Costanza or nope. the role, you know, or Who? Spooner. Who's that from? Right. <laughs> Which we know Matt has never seen an episode of, uh, uh, my God, what's the Kevin James show? Oh, what is it? Apparently it. you haven't seen it either. No, of course. Great I've job. Seen, I have. I have seen Great it. Great job, family. My man. God, uh, Leah Remini. Uh, <laughs> what is that show called? King of Queens. Thank you. You got it. Oh, blacked out. That's old. all right. That's I'll, a sign of aging. I'll, right I'll, I'll, I'll pick you up. I'm, I'm, from, I'm from Queens. I, I wish you'd <laughs> I wish you'd pick me up when I stumble. Instead, you pat me down, but I'll, I'll pick you up. I pat you down. You're, I mean, you, you, you smack down. me down, right? I'll, I'll well, pick I'd you look, up though. I'll be your buddy. What a good guy. So it's like family and friends and like, that's it. Yeah. It's like a weird show. So I made money. Kind of. Um, no, but I think it actually, you're right. No, it did. I mean, but it made money in the back end. I think on like videos. I don't know. It well, sold a lot more DVDs. No, it got like, it? It had yeah. a lot, a lot yeah. of cable yeah, yeah. play. That's why I picked it. It had a lot of cable play. It had yeah. a lot, you know, it, it became like more quotable. Oh, it had like a second life. Kind of like actually Austin Powers, the first one. Right. That only made about 40 million. And then, but then it was on cable. It was on cable. Yeah. Right. No, no, don't be wrong. I'm not comparing the two uh, in success, but simply how they both got kind of the same launching off part and both made more money on the back half than the sure. front half. Um, so one more thing about the John Foy thing. So you have, yeah. I don't mind this because it is kind of funny. It's just bizarre, but actually, I wish they did more stuff like this. You have Vince Vaughn. Says nothing. And he almost does a couple times, but then he doesn't. I love it. That's funny. I thought that so was that's funny. like, all right, so stuff like that is like, that's making it not trash because you get a big star in there and you have this goofy wig. <laughs> I, know, I know, I know. And it, it, I kind of wish they had one more beat of it, though, because it's still kind of, it felt like. Yeah, because you bring Voight back again. Right. So where's They should have had him Vaughn? something. Maybe they couldn't get him. Maybe he. Right, he's like, probably there for a day or something. Right, you could yeah. only be there for a short yeah. amount of time. But, but that, that would have been cool. One more beat of it, I think, would have really hit home. Yeah, because I think you, you do see you see him in the um, in the mine too. I think. So yeah, you see him twice. Right. Yeah, yeah. Um, one more beat. One more beat. Yeah, that's um that, but that's but that was funny. So stuff like that, you have a couple. Of, I mean, don't get me wrong. Ben Stiller is very funny. That Ben Stiller show is hysterical. Very funny show. I, yeah, I know you're his surprised. Tom I have Cruise, not seen it. I should I should watch it. His Tom Cruise stuff. I don't know how much it holds. It's very topical. Like he does a sure. whole thing where he's like Eddie Munster. He does a whole thing where he's um like Tom Cruise like it's, so it's a lot of stuff of like of 1993 or 92 yeah but it was really good it's really sharp it was really funny it's really quick um it was a really he's a really talented guy I wish he'd do more stuff but then I watched this and I'm like Ugh. this feels lazy to me not like, as bad as Meet the Fockers and Meet the Fockers too but he didn't he was just a hired gun I guess but, like he wrote and directed this this is his baby it is and it's pretty ugly baby this movie kind of sucks also it's, written by drake satter who killed himself a few years later did you watch it uh did i watch no did he watch did, i think that's what happened yeah. no um seems like a kind of a sad he was a larry sandler uh sanders show writer snl writer huh. seemed like he was i mean you know he had some opportunities to write 
for a movie, and yeah. then just I think he had. Well, I mean, this movie made money. I mean, this movie. I mean, it's, like I said, the movie News Radio money. too. Another guy killed himself from News Radio. Oh no! I uh, no no. He didn't he kill himself. himself. Yeah. I mean, he killed himself. That's the worst. That's the worst. That's a that's a messed up yeah. that whole thing. Um, you know, John Lovitz and Andy. You know that whole thing with John Lovitz and Andy Dick. So John Lovitz blames Andy Dick for introducing uh, Phil Hartman's wife uh, into cocaine. Like, like they were. I guess there was a part. This this has been very debated. This story has it. Legend has it. There was a party and Andy Dick gave Bryn Hartman, Phil's wife, cocaine, which she hadn't had for a long time. And that kind of got her uh, kind of spiraling on this horrible thing. And um, so then, remember, Phil Hartman, of course, dies. And they still did another season of News Radio. And John Lovitz was the guy they brought in to replace Phil Hartman. Right. And there's a lot of contentious on uh, a lot of like fighting, like on the set, like there's bad blood there. So it only went one season. And then flash forward a few years later, like... I think John, I think John Lovitz like saw Andy Dick at a con. He was do- John Lovitz was doing stand up, and Andy Dick was at a comedy club, and they started like he was on stage and like shitting on him. Uh, Andy Dick's like yelling back, and John Lovitz grabbed Andy Dick's head and smashed it against the bar. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Like, There's like, and a couple times they've apologized, but they'll, and then they'll apologize, and then like a, like a year later they're fighting. Like they hate each other. Andy Dick does not seem like a good dude, but he's not a good guy. But you can't blame him for that. I mean, it sucks, but it's not like adults have. You know, I uh, I agree. I, I if it wasn't Andy, Andy Dick though has caused so many problems. He's been such a he's nightmare, a chaotic bitch. Yeah. yeah, he's awful. He's like there's a laundry of stuff, right? I understand John Lovitz just love Phil Hartman. It's just sad his friend died and is probably misplacing his I'm anger. Sure. Yep. But like, yeah, Andy Dick's such an asshole. I, I, I don't. I don't. I'm <laughs> no, definitely Team Lovitz on that, even though I probably <laughs> yes. shouldn't be. But. <laughs> Um. Yeah. That's so uh, news radio. Great. If you ever seen news radio, check that. That does hold up. It, it's really, really, yeah. really funny show. Um. Yeah. Uh, I don't. I don't want to say on this movie. Whatever. Right. Hamburg. This guy, uh, John Hamburg, uh, who John also Hamburg? Ham is Hamburg. Yeah. John Ham Hamburg. Berg. John Hamburg is the third writer on the script. Uh, directed. I love you, man. Which not. I know it's not your favorite, but I like. It's one. all right. He also did Along Came Polly too, so he started having a uh, partnership with uh, with Stiller, which lasts. I don't mind Along Came Polly too. That's not a bad one. It's okay when, because it's better than this. Stiller's yeah. in a straight role, and it, it works right. better. He works better. He's as, not the chaos as, point. As, as and a straight person. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I agree 100. I I just think too. I mean, obviously we see it, we see it with Farrell, we see it with Myers. You do age out of Bill Murray. I mean, you, you, you know, you age out of the, you know, in, in your fifties. It's hard to be funny like that. Yeah. Um, like the same way. Yeah. Because the energy isn't there. It just gets kind of sad and weird. Um, I, I but the thing with difference between Will Farrell and Ben Stiller. Ben Stiller's a really good actor. Like he's a genuinely a decent actor. Yes. He he's not like Robert De Niro or DiCaprio. No, but, but he can do drama. Like we like Royal Tenenbaums. He's awesome. He makes me cry. Yeah. Like he's such a good actor. Like he's really good. But so I don't know why he doesn't. And he seems. I mean, he he's acted in like a, you know how many films? You know, fifty or something. Yeah. A lot. Right. Yeah. And he's only directed six. So I mean, he seems to enjoy acting. I don't know why he has picked the movie. So he's going through kind of a life crisis. He got separated from Christine Taylor uh, a couple years ago. Yeah. They're still very close. Like they've even gotten award shows together since then. Yeah. They have kids. They, they're spotted in New York together all the time. They seem to get along great, but I don't know if that has kind of like, you know, made him kind of take a step back as far as creative stuff. And it, I, I don't know exactly where he's at right now. It seems like he's at like kind of a, a like a, like a, uh, fork in the road kind of place for his it career. It has to be because you can't do this. You can't do those same movies. No. They, number one, they don't work anymore. And number two, you know, at some point you gotta like, you gotta do something. You gotta move on. You gotta do something different. And I feel like since Owen Wilson had his stuff. Yeah. With, uh, like I said, the suicide attempt and the, uh, the drug addiction stuff, he's really, and maybe just for his own sake, you know, his own health. 
I haven't seen him do much. And maybe no. and and he's another guy that's a good act. He's kind of one note, but he's a good actor. He's super warm. He's yes. very likable. Yes. And he fits a certain role like perfect. Perfect. So good. Um Yeah. I mean, actually he was good in uh was it Midnight in Paris? He was good in that. That's a, a little bit uh, a little bit of a different role Is that for Woody him. Allen? Yeah, that's Ugh. Woody Allen. I haven't seen it. Is that it's it's uh it's pretty good. Yeah. There aren't a ton of Woody Allen films that I like, but that's uh that's a pretty good one. Yeah. Woody Allen, not not a great guy. I wouldn't call him a great guy. Yeah. No. But we're he's gonna done, run into one of his movies eventually. He's done a he's done a few movies that I like that I think yeah. are good. Yeah. That are worth it. Um and that's one of them. That's a good one. It's a more subdued Woody. Mm. It's a straight I mean, there's some kind of fantasy stuff, but it's a, right. it's kind of a straighter film for him, I would say. Uh but Wilson's good. He's good. He's, he's playing good. like he's, he's playing he, a very normal guy. He is. He's very warm. I mean, he is he is the funniest part of once again, we keep talking about Rotenna. He's the funniest part of Rotenna Bombs. I yeah. mean, um yeah. just hysterical. And that's a very funny movie. That's that's saying a lot. It is. Um and uh well, I get maybe Gene Hackman, but whatever. Those two are, I mean, those yeah. two are just they're in a very small part in World of Ten Bombs, Owen Wilson knocks out of the park. He's he does. very funny. Yep. Uh and he's 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 the best part of this movie. He's written two of my favorite films like Tenenbaums and even Rushmore. Like he's helped write both of those. Like he's brought some good stuff. to me. I wish he write. I wish he would write more stuff. Cause the, yeah. the stuff with like Rushmore and Tenenbaums. See, that's a great example of like Hackman, like Hackman's funny. So funny in that because it's a role where you can be old and fun, like it, it, but it needs to be very specific uh, to make it still work as a comedy and be like, you, like I said, I mean, obviously we saw what happened with Zoolander too. You know, sure. we've seen what happened with Will Ferrell's movies. Yeah. You know, we saw what happened with um, like the love guru. With my, oh. It just wears out. It oh. just, it runs out. Yeah. Um, I I think Ben Stiller can have a I don't want to say second half of his career because we're probably past that now. But whatever that like that second act, if you will, I guess of sure. something. Um, do something different. Do some dramatic. I think roles, he, I think he can be successful. Where somebody like Will Ferrell's done. Like he'll never do anything. Like I mean, he'll still do movies. Like they're all going to suck. Like I don't see yeah. any way that his his career can survive. Or where he's still like viable. He's still like box office, and he's not. He and did, he's entertaining. He like, did the other no guys. I, other people liked it. I didn't like it. That was the one with uh, Marky Mark. Right. I didn't like that. Um, he did another one with uh, was it with a rapper? Um, like so right, like, yeah, get like, hard. Yes, that's what I was like. I'm yeah, none of these are interesting. No, I well, I think at that point he was just blind. He was just desperate. I mean, he has taken some time off between stuff, like as we've got. But even now, it just he just none of it works. Of the works. only way it'll work for him is if like younger comedians bring him in for like a really like a supporting role in a movie like five, ten years from now. Yeah, and he kind of runs that role. He could be like a that. crazy uncle or something. Right. Or maybe he's on like some TV show. Yeah. And he's like, right. He's like, the, he's the, um, the grandfather of like these wacky kids or something. Like, that's what's, uh, Cause I think the idea of him being a major movie star like that is gone, but I yeah. think Ben Stiller could still be a movie star. It would have to be the right thing. He's not going to do a blockbuster. Movie. He's, well, he, he's not going to do any so action. Smart. He is very smart. He's not going to do any action. So no, if, if he he's a leading, action. no, it, that won't work for him. So no. if he's going to be a, a uh, leading man. It has to be some sort of dramatic role. It's going to have to be different than he's been doing that show on. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. I forgot the name. Uh, oh Christ. It's on uh, Netflix. It's with Michael Douglas. Uh, it's, it's more dramatic and he's been doing those. I think he's putting his toe in the water there. I think he's going to be a dramatic actor. I think you'll see that. I mean, I'm, 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 I'd be interested to see what he does next. He should do that. I have no interest in what Will Ferrell does next. I have no interest in ever seeing Zoolander again. That movie is not good. Oh, thumbs down for me. What are you, so what are you giving it? <sighs> so mediocre i don't know would you recommend i guess recommended somebody no no there's other movies that would show showcase uh both so stiller and this two thumbs down two thumbs down and then train day what are you giving it thumbs down a thumbs up for me wait a minute no i gotta give it a thumbs up it's what? such a no no i have to it's such a lukewarm i think you have i think you should see it 
I think people should see it. Should see what? Should see um, Zoolander. Training Day. No. You, you said, don't want you people s- to see Training Day? You just said you gave it a thumbs down. What are you talking no, about? Hold on, hold on. Hold on. Zoolander, definitely thumbs down. Right. Two thumbs down. Training you. Day, it's, I think, I don't think it's good, but I think people should see it. That's not what we're doing here. Thumbs down. Yeah. Yeah, thumbs down. Like Battlefield Earth, I think that people should see because it's, it's interesting. Wait a minute. That's not what we're no, doing here. No, no, no. But, okay. but I'm giving it a thumbs down. You can't, like, I can't recommend that movie. I would never tell someone you spend your Friday night watching Battlefield Earth. I would preface it would be like, if you're a movie fan, you want something absolutely terrible, then check out Battlefield Earth. But I would never recommend. I would preface, look, um, Denzel won the, the best actor, the, right, the yeah, best actor for this, whatever. Maybe, you know, want to check it, see him in like a really over the top role. Here you go. But no, I wouldn't recommend it. Too many plot holes. Right. It's a piece of, the script's yeah. a piece of shit. Are you going to recommend that movie? Yes. But it's a very lukewarm, but I, I think the performances are enough that I would say you should check out Training Day if you haven't seen it. You're going to yes. be very frustrated if you do, but okay, fine. So th- that's two thumbs so down for me. Yeah. It's a bad week for you. No, fine week for me. What do you mean? A thumbs up, no, thumbs no, bad, up. No, no, like it's a bad. Oh, yes, yes, bad and movie. And we also did Train. And we did Train. Yes, but I would highly recommend you listen to uh, these songs and just, if you can, Tweet at Twain, Train and tell him how bad they are. All right. Oh, boy. Edgy Matt. <laughs> Here he goes. I'm just passionate about bad music yeah. and good music, yeah. um, but Train's terrible. So thumbs down for Train. Uh, anything else on Zoom? I, One I, thing. Yeah, okay. Good, good. There was something really weird that happened. I don't know if you noticed it, uh, but the, right before they have the orgy scene, uh, they're drinking that weird tea and mm-hmm. they're, you know, it's kind of that 70s show moment where they're kind of going around the room and they're, they're getting high. If you look at Christine Taylor's mouth when she's talking it's really fucked up it's almost like they maybe they overdubbed something but they did so here's what happened I, I, i'm guessing oh, tell I, me because like her mouth looks yeah. so fucked up and it even looked like they touched up her mouth in a weird way too to try to like bring it back to the world it was it's very it almost it and i'm like they don't have the technology in 2001 it looked like superman mustache the yeah, injustice league yes yeah. so i i think i know I, i'm guessing potentially what happened yeah so um two major things happened with this movie with editing so um yeah. the very end of the movie they have a shot of new york uh obviously when they shot this the, tw- the twin towers were there when the movie came out in the movie theater a month later they were gone so uh ben stiller made the decision to take them out which i think was absolutely the right decision to make he got a lot of heat for it i think you know this movie is a comedy it's a stupid idiotic movie that is supposed to have people be like kind of escape it um, you're not hiding. You're in New York, and you know what? If it's present day, guess what? The the tra- uh, towers wouldn't be there. Exactly. Like it's not a historical document. It's fucking Zoolander. Right. So you know, still got still got a lot of heat. Uh, I want to talk about. Actually, touch on that in a second. So uh, the other thing. So I'm oh, sorry, Christine Taylor's face. Yes. So they initially they originally put this movie to the uh, MPAA. Yeah. Got an R, and they didn't want the R. Oh, I didn't know that. So they the uh, made a couple slight changes. I did not notice what you're talking about, but I'm guessing because you figured they'd probably talk about sex. Yeah. I wonder if they went in and read. It looks and, fucked up. Like, like her face isn't real. I wonder if they tried to redub and just tried to, and it didn't, the dubbing didn't work. It was a close yeah, up yeah, and they yeah. wanted that. So I'm guessing they made it. I know they made a couple small changes. It didn't take much to get the PG 13, but they did make changes. I'm guessing that was one of them. Okay. I'm just a bet. But yeah. But okay. Well, that would, it would explain sense. what he said. So uh, if you, I would, here's one thing I would recommend. Go to rogerebert.com. Read the review of this movie. I was going to bring that up. Um, because it's a really interesting snapshot in time. I disagree entirely with Roger Ebert here. Me too. Um, not like this movie is a shitty movie, but yeah, it's, it's not- shitty because it's not funny. It's not shitty because Ben Schiller did anything wrong here. But everyone back then, though, I cannot emphasize if you're younger, in October 2001, People were fucking sensitive about they were really everyone was edgy every like I don't mean like on edge 
And everyone was like, I remember there was an op-ed in New York Times like a couple weeks after 9-11. And the, the title was, Is Sarcasm Dead? Uh, and I remember reading, I remember reading, I'm fucked. Yeah. Like, I, like I'm, the next six years are not gonna be fun for me. Like, I don't know what, like, there were people, I remember I watched like, um, I think politically correct, Bill Maher had a thing. Like, people were like, we're having open table discussions. Like, what is comedy? What do we do now? Yeah. Are we forever broken? You know, people were getting really dramatic. I mean, the day after 9 11, people were saying, is America going to collapse? Like, people were like, people were fucking. Well, I'm not saying it was the, it was the, the, the prevailing thought, but you did hear stuff like that. You did. So, uh, Roger Ebert's review basically says that uh, Ben Stiller should never have ins- insinuate or had it be that they want to kill the uh, prime minister of Malaysia. Right which is the whole premise of the film. I don't, I mean, okay. A, you know what? Malaysia does have a lot of child labor. So why not expose that? Exactly. A and B, the prime minister is portrayed as a hero. He's a good, if you watch like the beginning, they have a little montage saying how he what a good guy he is. Yeah. And he seems like a guy that wants to make positive changes to Malaysia. Yeah. Ebert's like, this is why people hate America. And I'm like, what? no, this everyone was stu- saying that shit back then. Remember every, every yeah. single thing was, this is why people hate us. Yeah, well, I, I mean, but I think uh, Ebert. Then you have your head up your ass. Maybe, maybe people hate uh, at the time hated the United States because we had military bases in a third of the countries in the world. Uh, we bombed we the shit out of get companies. Our sh- we our, uh, put our nose into everything, get involved we, exactly. in everything. We fund world both police. sides of wars. Yes. Like maybe it's that, Roger. No, 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 no. It's, no, no, it's, it's the cool. Yeah, it's Zoolander. <laughs> like, it's a big shut up, <laughs> shut up, Ebert. I read that. I'm like, I, I, I actually, I pulled the quote because I was like, it's wild. Yeah, idiot. it's a wildly overdramatic. Re- but, but I, but I, but I will say, though, and that's why I do love RogerEbert.com because. It is, and I, my sister got me that great New York Times book that has all the original reviews. Yeah. Like, it really, movie reviews are so much more than just movie reviews. They really are a snapshot into what the people were thinking. It's true. And people were thinking. Now, I will say, no, I will say Ebert's kind of on an island with, in regards to Zoolander. Yeah. Because I never recall Zoolander getting any sort of... No. Uh, now, audiences didn't love it. I think you got a C plus from Cinema Score, which is very low. That is very low. Um, and the movie sucks. I think yeah. the movie's trash, or almost trash. Give to be, I mean, come on. No, I mean, that's not. It has why. nothing to do with these world events. No, he was just really sensitive, and and so you, I give him a break for that, of course. But, so he uh, did have an interesting uh, line in that Ebert in that review. Ebert says, like, I don't know if it's. He even says, like, I don't know if I'm just being sensitive or something, or if Ben Stiller is just a victim of bad timing. But then I immediately thought, oh, I bet Ben Stiller is actually a victim of good or a benefit of good timing because the movie, this movie, shouldn't be successful at all. This movie sucks. It's not very good. Um, yeah, I think people just wanted an escape, but then I saw it only made 40 million. So I'm like, Oh, maybe, maybe, maybe just, it I think well, just I don't think existed. people were going to movie theaters. Yeah, they weren't. The other thing. It's like, do you want to be in a space with like a lot of other people? I know I, movie, I, movie theaters kind of small, but I don't know if that was, that. I think it's more that people were just, there was like not entertainment. This sounds cold, but like people were at home watching the news. Well, there's that. So yeah. like no one was going, cause like people wanted to see, like watch the, I remember we this whole week leading up to it. Remember we talked about it on the uh, earlier show. Oh, the anthrax stuff. Yeah, exactly. So I guess that kind of plays into the fears you're talking about but a little I, bit. Well, and also I do remember like uh, people were worried about going to baseball games and football games and stuff too. Just being in a space with a lot of other people. Now I know that's a, like at a much grander scale than a movie theater, but yeah. I felt that like maybe it'd be good to hunker down. I saw movies and I never once thought about it. I remember though they, there was a scare like a month later where they said uh, a mall at Christmas time was going to get blown up and some people got yeah. scared about that. Yep. But I went to movies. I didn't see this movie, but I did go to movies that fall and I never once thought about I never once got scared walking into a theater. I don't but remember. I remember also not going to tons of movies in October because I was watching yeah. the news or I was in my college bubble doing stuff. Like there wasn't like there was any sort of like, I was never sitting at home bored. No, no. And I, people just don't act that way too. When there's big crisis, they don't like, uh, you know what? I'm just going to go out. 
for two hours and watch a movie. I, I just don't think right. that's normal for humans. I think I think we want to be around our family and friends and like our core unit and just kind of hunker down and stay safe and protected when when the world is chaos. Yeah, I mean, look at the look at the box office immediately after nine eleven. I mean, people often say like the Mariah Carey movie good or like that got tanked because. Um, it came out like the week of nine eleven. Yeah, I mean, and because Mariah Carey was in it. Yeah. Well, it's also, yeah, it's also like a you <laughs> know a, a famously movie. bad movie, yeah. but um, but, but it definitely affected. I mean, it, it, the box office was down significantly that end of September into October. I yeah. You know, I mean, something like Training Day was more the anomaly. Uh, obviously, you know it, that did. Yeah. That, but that is so different, though. Like that is like because it's so isolated. I think it takes place all in one day. I think those are really great ways to escape. The actual reality. Yeah. And, and same thing was doing it to some extent. Cause I, when I watched it, I never once thought nine 11 with Malaysia. No, like I no. wasn't, as a two separate things. So yeah. I, think, I think it's a ridiculous review by Eber, but it's definitely worth a read. Cause it is, it is interesting snapshot at a time. I think so. Anything else with that? That's all I got. Izzo, in parentheses, Hova by um, uh, by Jay Z, of course. Of course. How do you feel about the song? I actually like this one. It's good. So I really like Jay Z a lot. Yeah, I'm not a huge Jay Z. I think actually, I think my opinion is changing. Honestly, I think he's great. Yeah. So like, if you have like tears of Jay Z's greatness. This is not a tier one song. This is not like his best. This is still a really good song. No, is that next yeah. year? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. So yeah. like I, you know, uh, like if I, had, if you said, Chris, you got to make a playlist of your twenty favorite Jay Z songs. Yeah, you this would, would probably sneak in there. Okay, yeah. Uh, it's certain, but it would not make my top ten. Okay, I think I like this more than a lot of the other of his. So I'm, I mean, I, we've talked about this before, but I have warm feelings of uh, the Gray album. So that's you know, Jay Z <laughs> Black album and I know and uh, yeah. Beatles White album. So Same I here. like so I kind of view Jay Z in that le- yeah. that lens, but I know that that's only like a pocket of his his existence. Sure, um, but I love I absolutely love that album. So great, but Jay Z, I just have a problem with this flow. I really like very um, I like more exact rhythmic choices, and he's not. He's just he's just kind of he he pushes and pulls all over the place, and it's just not really my style. But I think that's changing a little bit. He's had kind of a bigger impact in my life than I'd really given him credit yeah, for before right. I was kind of think about it, mm-hmm. which we'll get into. Um, but I do want to talk about this song about, so produced by Kanye, of course, and Kanye produces four songs on this album. Um, I've got a couple things I want to show you, but I want to, uh, I want to talk about like how this is made. It, Kanye is so good figuring out awesome old pop or R and B songs to like cut up in interesting ways and and you know and, and showcases as like the the you know the bones for for these these songs. I mean both Kanye's own stuff, but the stuff that he was producing before, and also too. I mean I know Kanye, but like Jay Z produced it too. Like yeah, like, he did. Yeah, that combination though like, is that amazing album they had together, um, which is like one of my favorite albums of the last ten years. Uh, it is just just fantastic. I though, that the thing with Jay Z for me is that I I don't think Jay Z is like a great rapper. I don't think he has a, even a very good voice. But for something about the way the songs are structured, yeah, and it they are just so listenable, re-listenable, like over and over again. You find new stuff because the song. There's, there's so much care involved with his. There's songs. a lot of care, yeah. And then when you add in Kanye, who I know we talked about in the show before, we both really love Kanye and like the care that he puts in the songs. So if we put them together, it's almost like an unbeatable. Like it's like oh, you, you can't. Yeah, 
it's like Batman and Superman teaming up. Like you can't beat them. It's, it's, it's the most, it's the best. And they, uh, work off of each other. So you wouldn't think, so. maybe you wouldn't think so. No, you think the two kind of dominant. Yeah. Like very, they are, you know, they're, they're pretty high level artists and they know what they like. So you, you, you would think it would be a little bit. I would never there, have put that on paper. To no, work. no, no, but no. it works masterfully. They put th- those two together. And yeah, I mean, it's just, it's, it's, it's just so layered and so great. So this song is primarily two samples. There's some other stuff going on. Um, but one of them is this awesome, uh, beat from, Do- from a uh, Dr. Dre song. It's that. Listen to how crunchy that kick drum is. What radio show? I actually, that's on my. I have. Didn't a radio show use that as an intro? Like they may have. I. That's in my EDM. I have the the only the music version. I don't have it with the rap on it, but just the um just the raw tracks of yeah. that as my in my EDM to like work to mix. I forgot that was Dr. Dre. I love that song, but just the way that that is that sample is it's yeah. it's like they crush the um the kick drum so much there's a lot of compression on it and it distorts it um and that's so that they're using that sample as great the sample. right yep. that and that that, that groove to the boof, boosh, boof, boosh. it just has some beautiful movement to it and then this sample which is of course jackson five yes. well it's a great mix of like this playful yes and then, super playful and then but the uh the dr dre one is like a bit more ominous and like dark and it's like some like Yes. The cool thing too is they, but they, they, they slow down that Jackson five sample. They slow it down. So here's the, um, there's two things about it. Number one, they slow down the sample, but number two, Kanye cuts it. He only does the, the, he cuts out the middle of that sample. If you listen to this whole sample, it's, uh, hold on, hold on. It's It's that whole, that whole phrase is much bigger than this one's it's shorter than the jackson five one because he cuts out the whole middle section mm. and then he adds another band hit he, he takes another little piece of it and goes here's another band hit hear it pause it's just it's this beautiful thing it's of of slowing it down cutting out the middle section and you're right it's super playful with that crunchy beat underneath it. it's beautiful the the stuff it's it's the stuff beyond just jay-z's voice and even his i i do think his lyrics are good i say good not great yeah uh in in this song also in most of his work uh but everything else in the song though i really love the other cool thing is there's this neat little slide guitar that happens that you wouldn't necessarily pick up. Right? It's just like a cool little uh, drops you right back on the on the on beat one again. Just like a nice little turnaround thing. Just a little I detail. Mean, it's it's but that's the stuff though. That's yep. why I really and I keep going back to Jay Z. I keep going back to Kanye. Like I don't listen to it. I mean I listen to it pretty regularly, man. Like. I would say of like tw- the 20 artists I listened to the most in the last like three years, they're probably both, they're both in there. Like both I'm going to go back and Jay-Z. Cause I was listening to this out. Al- so this album is blueprint. Um, mm-hmm. this actually came out on nine 11. Wow. Oh, yeah. so, so did glitter. I think so did glitter. So you're right. Right. So, so yeah. So Mariah Carey complaining that it didn't work. It doesn't, it doesn't, you know, not everything bombed, not everything bombs. No. The thing with, with this though, is that he was kind of fucked because Think about like you, once you put this in motion, I mean, same thing with a movie, but once you put this emotion in motion, like we're going to launch on this day, you can't like, could he have, he couldn't have waited and put it out. Cause 
No, it's just like, there's nothing. It's in the can. You're done. Like it's well, it, that's it. it came out like no, no, like I like Bowie's music will have like Monday night, yeah, like uh, Monday midnight, like re- so. It's, it's already in like it's already on the display in the store. Like, and actually, I think it worked. So they rushed to get it done. Number one, he was on trial for two things, uh, like for for arm uh, some sort of like I can't remember. It was assault and something. Or, or I think he owned a weapon um, too. He's so he's so he's thinking like. I might go to jail. Yeah. Uh, so we need to rush this thing. And people were bootlegging some of the tracks out. So they really pushed it ahead. I think it served them better though, to actually launch on nine 11. Cause if it launched afterwards, I think it would have, I think it would have been worse. Like they might've, I don't know maybe, maybe if it would, if they were going to launch it, say two weeks or a month later, nine 11 happens, they might've even delayed it even further. Mm. You know, I think it was probably better that they did it, but um, Kanye Eminem, is on this and produces some of the tracks and Timbaland. Huh. This is like yeah. tore to fucking force. His earlier stuff with Timbaland is really good. I think the, like the record or two before he did a lot of, he I think did more stuff with them and um, it's great stuff. I mean, it's just Jay-Z. Yeah. Jay-Z is really good at working with some really hyper talented people, obviously. Um, you know, look who's married to and everything, you know, like he, he must be a, I, I, you know, you hear this stuff about like all the stuff he gets, the trouble gets into with the law. So like, is this someone I really really want to like hang out with? But then you see all these talented people kind of gravitate to him and and really respect him. So I don't know what to think. I think probably in, you know, he did what he needed to do in the beginning, like where he was, where he's from. Right. But then if he has like all these albums out, why is he still getting in trouble? Why is is he still still getting in trouble? No, 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 no. no. But like during this time, you know, you said he rushes out. Yeah, you're right. Because he was was already a big deal. Like why was he still getting, like what are you doing? I think it's hard to leave that life too. And all your friends are in, you know, maybe all your friends are doing like all the gangbang and shit that you left. He's worth over a billion, a billion, a billion B. I mean, it's not surprising. That's crazy though, right? So this is um, so this is another Kanye produced one called Takeover. It's just a crazy song. So awesome. Song sick. I mean, such a great groove. Of course, that's the Doors five to one, and uh, it's got some David Bowie in there. There's it, that is just it was just such an expertly produced song. Listen to Takeover uh, from this album, um, Blueprint if you guys get a chance because it, it's like there's so a lot of awesome off shows of the blueprint album yeah it is because that sounds like it belongs on watch the throne which is the kanye uh jay-z collaboration well, it makes yeah it makes it sense it sounds like but like, yeah. it, it fits right in there have you listened to that album a lot i don't think so i don't even know if i've, I've probably heard tonight, it tonight like or next time like i cannot watch the throne is really? like maybe the best rap album ever like it, it like beastie boys okay. i have affection for but other than Beastie Boys, it might be my favorite. But sound like if you like that sound, yeah, that's awesome. the whole album. Yeah, that, that song is awesome. It's just like dark and oh, like so right. oh, yeah. it's so cool, so good. Yeah, I love it. Um, so the other, so okay, so so this song, so the other cool thing is this album hits number one on the Hot 200, which is very rare for a rap a rap album. Even then, up especially then, um, the song this song didn't. This song hit like 52 on the Hot 100, but it did hit one on the rap charts. So that's why I picked it up. You like, mentioned okay. that real quick. Quick aside. So DMX yeah, yeah. died this week. Uh, yes. So yeah. he had, I'm not a big DMX. He's fine. He's fine. Uh, he had five number ones in a row. That makes no sense to me. Uh, number one records, albums in a row. Yeah. And then, so I had a theory uh, that I, th- from not from talent wise, because not even close, but I think from popularity wise, I think DMX got kind of like pushed out by Kanye. Like that sound became yeah, because when was so DMX was probably early two, to 03. Yeah, right. 
And then 03 was the last number one album he had. And that makes sense. And then Kanye comes, Kanye. Right. Yeah. So I think like the, the like the shifts changed, like what we, the are, you know, what we, our taste changed. Yeah. And, um, or maybe people just got tired of that because DMX, in my opinion, his sound is very, it's all sounds oh, It's a lot simple. It's a lot simpler. And it's just like, it's, it's so repetitive. Well, Kanye is orchestrated. Like well, Kanye is, is a whole different album. Yeah. Just like, right. the, the depth of music is just unparalleled. Un- yeah. And, uh, but I think that's what happened. I think the reason he stopped, I think people just started gravitating more toward, not only the Kanye sound, but also the Jay-Z sound. Yeah. More. I think you're right. Like, I'm not surprised this was his first number one because something like DMX, I think, was, if you're going to have, kind of something was going to hit number one, that's rap, it was going to be a DMX sound. And Jay-Z's not that. No, he's not. Or like even, like, Busta Rhymes was kind of big around, like, right around here earlier or something. He like one album, of, right? He did, yeah. There yeah. were, like, a few or, like... DMX had five, though. Yeah. That's crazy. I would. I don't think I can name five songs. You can't. You, you'd know Do five I know them? Yeah. Like Rough Riders. Rough Riders. And, yeah, you, you know more than you think. I guess, yeah. Yeah. They yeah. blend together because they all sound the same. Maybe that's why I don't know. Like, are, are, was this song, was this like a, this was in like Fast and the Furious type of I think so. music, that type of stuff? Yeah, 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 yeah. I think so. Yeah. Um. So the, but the, okay, so the reason why I think he, play, Jay-Z played, and this song plays a bigger role in my life than I sort of gave it credit for, and that's why I want to go back and listen to more of his music, is I, um, Izzo got me interested in rap music again. This song, yeah, oh, I and I, I, and I, because I have very warm feelings towards this song, and I'm like, why do I? I'm just trying to think about it. Why do I have such warm? And it's because um, there was a woman that I started seeing at the time that we had a long term relationship with. She had a mix CD with this on it. This is a woman you went to San Francisco with, it? yeah. Okay, um, had a had this on. It had a bunch of stuff on it, and but this was the first song on that mix CD. Oh. So, like, say we're going to dinner in town or something. That disc was always in the player, but you'd only get through the first four or five songs, right? right? right. Yeah, yeah. So I would hear this all the time, but this is like the beginning kind yeah, of our relationship. Of and so I have, I remember the car, I remember sitting shotgun. Going to fun places, maybe. Going to fun places, yeah. yes. And then this is on. So, which, which is interesting because, so when I grew up, I wasn't, I did not like rap. Like I liked the stuff my mom liked, which was 70s stuff and James Taylor, some of the folk things and like the pop stuff of the 80s. But, but then it went, uh, so it went like 80s pop, then folk, then grunge, then Southern rock in like beginning of college into indie rock, which was the Radiohead phase. And then I come back to rap. Like, so even the beasties, I really liked License to Ill mm-hmm. when I was a kid, but I didn't really follow. I, I liked some of the songs, but I didn't really follow them until oh. I rediscovered rap later on. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I, this kind of brought me back to rap. I was like, oh shit. I, I refer, you know, I like rap. The fucking the, uh, the thing about music that I like the most, even though I'm a singer is the rhythm. Like, mm. cause I like complicated or interesting or overlapping rhythms. Like I, that's the thing that I most identify with, I would say, and like to write, um, and like to think in terms, like, how do I make interesting rhythmic choices? I don't know. There's, there's the movement element element of it. Um, you know, when things happen in time, that movement element is, is something that's always really invited me. So been inviting to me. So, uh, but this brought me back and <laughs> the, the, so Eventually, like you go on longer drives and further on in this disc, I was introduced to other rap that was uh, important to me. Um, for example, have you ever heard? Don't let money change we'll have to let it develop a little bit. Oh, 
Don't know it. This is a ensemble called Black Alicious, which is an Oakland uh, rap group with uh, the um, front man. Is, he calls himself Gift Gab, um, and I love Black Alicious. Yeah. But this was on this was on that disc, that particular song, and, for, okay. and I was like, oh. And the reason why I connect with it, the same reason why I connect with Izzo, is because it's a more complicated, produced, interesting song. Um, it uses where's the. Uh, this is the uh, sample, if I can find it. Oh. oh, shit. Did I not pull it? I don't have it. Damn it. But it's a more complicated, like there's a lot of stuff going on. He does interesting things with his voice. Mm-hmm. He does. And so later, so I, I find Black Alicious and he does, this will take a little bit to develop too, but this is called Chemical uh, Calisthenics and it's him and Cut Chemist. Oh. Prime proton mass effect, lyrical oxidation. You're a relevant mass spectrograph. Your electron volt, atomic energy erupting as I get all. He's gonna do some crazy shit. Memories, thermal cracking, cyclotron, and in every mic you earn. Trans uranium, if you're always uranium, molecules, spontaneous combustion. Law of death. It's cut chemistry with a record player. I'm every yeah, I know I go with science stuff here. It's annoying. Wait. Lead, gold, tin, iron, platinum, zinc. When I wrap you think, I die nitrate. Yeah, but this is two guys. One with a record player. Them playing off each other. They do this live. Careful. Careful with those ingredients. They can explode and blow up if you drop them and they hit the ground. Let it blow, yo. Just let it go. Get back. CaOH2Y water solution of calcium hydroxide slotted it CaO lime bleach powder galvanic metal beats what? you're on an island on this island refrigerant and that's interesting like that is hard to do fucking interesting music you don't think so? and then Blackalicious brings me to my favorite <laughs> Guess this is Jurassic Park. That's Jurassic Park. Yeah. Two of my favorite rappers, Akil and Charlie Tuma. Tuna. Charlie Tuna. Yeah. So this is kind of similar to Kanye's style, where there is um like. You, like old R and B, a lot they do like a lot of old R and B stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, here's a sample. That's what they're using. Just slow down. That's like their main sample for that song. Anyway, so Jay Z brings me to Blacklicious, brings me to to uh, to uh, Jurassic Five, changes my changes my rap life. Good. That's what I got. That's good. Yeah. Is that your personal story too? Yeah. Okay. Good. Uh, yes. Uh, Jay Z is fantastic. So. Definitely the best part of the week um, was that probably that Jay Z album, even more than Training Day for me. Definitely more than anything we've covered. Oh my for god, you. Jesus, was way better than fucking um, Training Day. So we're back uh, on Saturday. Yeah, with is that the Groundhog Day? Groundhog Day, baby, and then uh, Falling Down. We're gonna be. I guess we're gonna be in 1993. I think Falling Down is yeah, the, uh, the is the is the movie for Patreon. That'll be cool. I haven't seen that in forever. Who, who directed that? Uh, Joe Peter? Schumacher. As a Schumacher. Yes. Um, so, uh, yeah. Michael Douglas. Michael Douglas. Robert Duvall. I think they are first Duvall, right? Is Duvall in that? Yeah. Oh, that's good. It's a big part. Yeah, actually. nice. Yeah. 
Yeah, I don't remember. Have you seen it in a while? Have you ever seen it? I have seen it. It was okay. just, I mean, forever yeah. ago. Yeah. I remember talking about it in high school, actually. Yeah. Um, and liking it yeah. at that time. But, you know, I've probably seen it a couple times right around then. When's the last time you saw Groundhog Day? Maybe a decade. Oh, but wow. I've seen I've seen that a lot. You've seen a lot, I yeah. mean, I, you know, I've, I already have my perspective on that. I don't think that's going to be changing well, you know, change too much. Maybe. I, I always go with an open mind. I, so I'll go in with an open mind. Every time I, we sit down, I'm like, even if I've seen the movie, like Superman, I've seen it many times. I'm, I'm going to sit down and try to like watch this with new eyes. You didn't do that this time with Superman. But, I did, but I that's actually, okay. I, 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 it, it's like number five on your top hundred. Well, I love, but no, here's what happens. So if I go in the open eyes and I still love it, it's like, oh shit, I must really love this movie. Yeah, I can like, see that. You know, but I try to go in there as open as possible that's every right. time I see it. Sometimes, sometimes it's the head, sometimes with the heart. That I was a little a annoyed with doing it because I it's like, oh wow, I never seen this, and people talk about it. I'm like, I was actually kind of excited to see it. And I said, I'm like, this is fucking terrible. I was really disappointed. I didn't think you'd it's be one that of the most hard disappointed. On it. I didn't think you'd be that hard on it. Might be like one of the most disappointed movies like we've no, covered. One no, of them, no, yeah. Because no. like anytime it's a movie I haven't seen, I get kind of excited. I'm like, oh cool. And especially something I, you know, people have talked about, they've enjoyed. I just figured you'd be kind of amped about maybe you amped yourself up a little bit. Maybe no, I don't think hope, so. You don't movie, think movie's not good. It's not funny. It's not a funny movie. There's some funny like I laughed more in it than I laughed in Austin Powers. No, Austin Powers is a much better movie. I I just the don't. Austin Powers character is much better. I don't um think so. the the way that looks is much better. This is very lazily shot. Um, this just feels like he was just like, they had this idea for the MTV, the VH1 thing. And they're like, all right, make a movie. Like it'd be, quick yeah, fun. it just feels like it's so transactional. It just doesn't feel like, like things don't like plots don't really lead anywhere. I, I know I'm not no. saying they have to, but like, I mean, we're introduced to those roommates and then like next thing I know they're on Dead. fire, which is funny how they die. But like, all right, then why did you waste my time? Yeah even Why introducing we them. We could have cut out that whole alien two is this movie's only eight, nine movie, minutes. Yep. I think there's so much bloat in this movie. Like uh, a good example is that award scene. They show you like the montage. That's right. Like, are you fucking kidding me? Like right. you're showing me a montage at an award show that is a fake award show. Like, you guys just really need to hit the 89 minute. I yeah. bet the script when I bet that when the original script was like probably like 60 60 minutes. Page. Yeah. Like they're like, fuck, what do we do? Yeah. Um, cause there's no, you could have had the gasoline thing and never have met them. Cause it's not like meeting them for two minutes means we have any real connection to them. Not at all. So yeah, movie just, it's, but this oh, shit like that. Just see, the crazy. Problem with, but Austin, Austin Powers, Powers doesn't do that. See, but the, the problem with Austin Powers though, is the comedy is so much more dated. It's hard to, it's hard to like, watch. but that's part of the, I guess the quote unquote charm of it is like, uh, they're, well, but it's supposed to be dated. I like guess the, it's supposed to be like from the late sixties comedy. Like that's what they're doing. They're, they're making fun of late 60s well, entertainment. Yeah, but they're doing it in a very 90s way. Or that, I guess that encapsulates 90s humor for me. Or that part of 90s humor. Uh, I guess. Which I, this is, I, I don't know. I just think this is, this. I, I know it's 20 years ago, but Zoolander just feels fresher. Maybe because Owen Wilson. I don't know. Oh, but, I don't think uh, it felt fresher. I think it felt, all like the, it's like the, how they're trying to mock fame. Like the next thing they'll show you, like, you know, they show you but Fred Durst. They show you Paris Hilton has a line in this movie. Like this movie, like, oh, the, oh, celebrity. oh Larry, uh, Larry, Ch- what is it? Oh, uh, uh, Gary Shandling. Gary Shandling, actually yeah. funny. Actually, that makes sense now because of the writer. It does actually, yeah. yeah. Uh, but that that's fine. That's that's a funny bit. Yeah. Because, yeah, you know, that's fine. But right. uh, but like, but this thing, like, this, I know why they do it. I get it. But it's like, uh, you know, Paris Hilton's like, oh, thanks, Paris. Like, he has to name everybody he, he does, sees. Yeah. And it's like, and everyone's like, oh, it's Billy Zane. He's a cool guy. It's like, well, uh, why? Because he's in your fucking movie. Like, what are we doing? You didn't like when he thought that the model was the uh, the actual building that they were going to have to put the kids in. How are they going to learn was anything funny. with it? That, that was funny. That was he funny. knocked it off. That he got all bit. angry. Yeah. yeah, I mean, so a couple of those things, the John Voight stuff. Yeah. Um, not the stuff in the mind that wasn't funny, but just the interaction between him and sure. Voight. The that uh, bit where he knocks the model off. Yeah, I thought that was pretty funny. Like, and then some of the him just stuff. being stupid all the time, like 
Eh, Dumb and Dumber did that. It was funnier. Like you know, said to me, sure. now, by the way, his buddy comedy movies are wrong about that. They've been going on forever. They've been going on since Laurel and Hardy. I guess th- this wasn't invented in 2001. I'm not saying that, but there's why is this style differently though? When you have the, I don't the, think it uh, is that style. It's just different actors just filling these roles. And 10 years from now, there'd be two comedians doing, but I think there was a concentrated, uh, like a bunch of movies, all kind of, I don't know. It was the same type of movie that was happening over the course of five years. I don't see it that way. I saw like you had the Will Ferrell, uh, kind of run, and then it becomes the Apatow run, which feels very different to me. The Apatow run does feel different, but what did it, so when? Which when did that start though? What was uh, the, what was Forty Year Old Virgin? Right, so that was two thousand. Yeah, that's different. That's different. I agree. Yeah, that's a real. I agree. That's a real shift. Yeah. Uh, the Apatow, you know. Yeah, that's different than Talladega Nights and well, Anchorman and all those. So and I think, maybe I it's not it's, a I mean, buddy. I mean, what is it? Like what is Will it? Ferrell and also like Austin, like Mike Myers, like that Austin Powell, like kind of just like broad like ridiculous um the characters the leading characters were just ridiculous yeah people and then typically the comedy revolves around everyone else reacting but zoolander has trouble doing that because everyone's ridiculous except yeah, for yeah, like yeah. one, one actress person. who is like she's yes she's the lead act she's the director's wife like right let's just call a spade a spade like i yeah. mean like yeah you're right the whole world is accepting of all this weirdness and crazy except for one it, except person for one person who's not right. accepting it yeah that is, that's a tough it's a tough sell. way to the world on there uh, yeah. maybe you can do that with like ben stiller maybe could do that on his own even then like i don't i don't even know if he can pull it off christine taylor can't no but that was a lot of it was like right so you have like anchorman yeah right it's like one wacky guy and everyone else kind of reacting to him in old school you do have a wacky group but you have everybody a wacky else group is... anchorman to an extent but but you also do have outside yeah you do yeah. yeah right um yeah, and I think that was like that Will Ferrell, Mike Myers, because they were just so crazy and wacky guys, right? So we got to like blow that out. Yeah, and then yeah. it becomes the Apatow comedy. And now it's become like hyper woke. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like comedy is even no, hard. Comedy's like, dead. Right. Like, it'll have to come back. Or, 10 years from now, we'll have comedy again. Yeah, it, or it'll just shift and it'll be something. But it's very much like pushing it like a, a specific agenda, like, you know, usually very... Pro minority, pro female, pro pro yeah. gay, pro anything that's and maybe has been underserved. Um, Actually, the Bridge Waller uh, comedy stuff is pretty funny. I know you haven't seen. I haven't uh, seen Fleabag. it. Yeah. I, I I'd love it. I'd love to get your thoughts on Crashing. Um, Fleabag, you'll probably like better. It's better made. It's better made. Made better writing. It's not as. It's. I mean, there's a there's a spectrum of emotion going on where Crashing is. Um, there's some really beautiful stuff that happens, but it's, it's more com it's more comedy. I'd love to yeah. hear your thoughts. Yeah, on, it's, on I mean, it's gotten good, but I have nothing against it. Um, but, I, I just saw the movie, uh, promising young woman, which we'll talk about in the Oscar, yeah. uh, but, uh, horrible. And it was just so, it's like, so cliche. Like no one, and this is the problem having with comedies daily is like, no one's behaving normally. Yeah. Like they're basically, they're like memes. It's like, Oh, like, like, you know, that like, that thought I, and it's true. Like, there's definitely some truth in it, but like how like a guy like, always says like, oh, oh, but I'm a nice guy. Yeah. But those guys are like scumbags a lot yeah. of times. Like that is a, that basically is a character in the movie. Mm. It's like, well, that's not a character. That's just, that's just something that an asshole says. Right. But you can't make a whole character about that. Yeah. And it's like all of these like, like woke, maybe woke's not the right word. Um, I don't know the right word is, but almost like these like, these agendas, which so most of it you agree with. I hate that guy. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But you need, he needs to have more layers than just that. Right. And like a woman directed this, a woman wrote it, which women are wildly underserved in Hollywood. Like incredibly so. Like women directors have been, but like you don't, this, the movie doesn't necessarily need to be, I don't know. I feel like playing to like the Twitter 
like the boot yeah. check marks. And it's like a lot of that. It's like, eh. Well, people don't want to be just lectured to in every single. Movie. That's how you feel. I yeah. feel like I feel like this like that. Like you want to see a perspective. Um, but and you don't I, want to, I want to see fully fleshed characters. And yeah. I, I and um, uh, Carrie Mulligan's in it. She's very good in it. In fact, the scene she's not in, you can see how like how weak this movie really is when she's not in the movie. Yeah. Uh, but the scene, she's very good, and she she holds the movie together. It's not like a terrible movie, but like I probably rank it right around with Zoolander, I, mm. like a star and a half, you know, like or whatever a D. Yeah. It's easily the worst of the. Um, I've oh. I've only seen eight of the best picture. I haven't seen Minari yet. I'm gonna see it this weekend, but the, uh, but easily the worst of the of the uh, eight that I've seen or the seven that I've seen. Excuse me. It's too bad. But the same kind of thing. But that's what comedy is now. I think. I think it's very much agenda driven, and maybe in. Like I said, maybe in five or ten years, it'll be something different. I Hopefully. hope it is, because this yeah. isn't for me. Yeah, I get it. Um, all right, so we're back on uh, comedy uh, on Wednesday, uh, Saturday, Groundhog yep. Day. Groundhog Day. Looking forward to that. Yep. 